Business Growth Show is sponsored by Leadfeeder by Dealfront. Most of us B2B companies invest a ton into ads, content, and marketing, all to get prospects onto our websites. But you probably know already, on average, just 2% of those hard-earned visitors are gonna convert into leads and leave their contact information. That means a whopping 98% of visitors are vanishing, never to be seen again. Leadfeeder fixes that problem. With Leadfeeder, you can identify the B2B companies that visit your website, add them to your CRM, and empower your sales team to strike warm conversations with dream clients. Stop missing out on website opportunities and turn page views into pipeline. Grab a 14-day free trial of Leadfeeder at leadfeeder.com, that's leadfeeder.com, or visit the link in the description below. If your B2B company's neglecting these website pages, you might be missing out on daily qualified leads, customers, and revenue. Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, host of the Top 10 B2B Marketing Podcast Business Growth Show. And to check out my free podcasts, playbooks, resources, or whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to samdunning.org. So after talking to hundreds of B2B execs and founders on my podcast, Business Growth Show, after launching around 310 different websites over the years, and after looking at tons of B2B sites, SaaS sites, and more, these are the top five pages that I see get neglected time and again when it comes to B2B. Let's jump straight into it with some examples. So first up, we've got alternatives pages, also known as comparison pages or versus pages. These are a great way to capture prospects at the bottom of the funnel that have perhaps got one or two or more vendors in mind and a great way to position your brand as the go-to choice for what they need. They rank super well when it comes to SEO and organic search because they're usually long form pages like listicles where you compare 10 or more vendors and position your company as the go-to. It's not a place where you want to slate all your competition. You don't want to put all their flaws or negative things because it could cost you a legal battle. What you do want to do is get factual about your competitors, but at the same time, focus on your points of differentiation for your SaaS solution or your service or your offer so you can position your product or service as the go-to choice. I'm looking at the pandadoc.com site. In this case, they've gone after the keyword Proposify alternative. So if perhaps someone's got Proposify in mind, but they're looking for an alternative proposal sales software, this is where PandaDoc's going to show up both in organic search and possibly with Google ads if they're going after that keyword on their Google ads, their Google paid search. So in this case, what pandadoc.com did on their long form page is they've got 10 alternatives. First and foremost, they give a bullet point snapshot of kind of Proposify summary. And then they talk about the key differentiators of their own offer, PandaDoc, with some screenshots, some ratings, all the points of differentiation about their service, so the features, the examples, the templates they provide, the autom automation, the CRM, the free trials, the onboarding, the success metrics. So basically, all those tweaks that make them more bespoke, make them different, that make them stand out and they position themselves as the go-to. They've got a clear call to action. So if you want to try the software for free, you can do so. And then underneath, they've got the list of kind of nine other competitive vendors to basically show that they're not just focusing on their offer, even though it is top foremost 
right away, but giving you long form content that's going to rank well with SEO and also give users kind of some more information. So like I say, super good page when it comes to SEO, also can be good for Google ads, also gives people that are comparing two or three or more vendors kind of clear ideas on how you stand out. So that's an alternatives page. Alternatively to that, you've got a versus page. So if I look at Leadfeeder, my friends at leadfeeder.com, they've gone for the keyword lead feeder versus lead forensics. So a slightly different keyword if someone's searching for that on Google. Again, you can do this for SEO and paid ads. A long form page where you essentially look at all the differences, you weigh them all up. Could be about payment terms, could be about the actual product, could be about the features, could be about the free trial time, could be about the payments, the integrations. Again, you want to position yourself with points of differentiation. You typically want a long form page where you compare the two and then you've usually got clear call to actions to kind of do a free sign up, request a consult call, take a demo, whatever that relevant next step is. So those are a few things to consider when it comes to building out alternatives page. Usually you want to make a list of what are your main competitors. You want to do some research on Google, some market analysis, and then start building out those pages. Because like I say, they're a really good way to capture that bottom of the funnel traffic for people that have high intent to speak to sales for your offer. Next up, we've got the pricing page. It baffles me that so many B2B companies, whether they're SaaS, tech, or service-based, feel that they need to hide pricing on their website and force visitors to fill out a lead request or demo request or consult request form just to get an idea of how much their offer costs. Like I say, I've spoken to hundreds of B2B founders and execs on my podcast, Business Growth Show, and they want to see pricing. I mean, typically, when a prospect comes to your B2B website, they want to see a clear idea of what you do, problems you fix, how you help. They probably want to see your offer in action. They want to see some proof of results, case studies, testimonials, etc. Get their questions answered and then have a clear route to contact your sales team. So if you're hiding price, it's not being transparent. Some prospects might just bounce off and go to a competitor that's actually more open with their pricing. Others, they might take the time and request to speak to sales, but ultimately you're forcing poor fit leads to your sales team. You're wasting prospects time. You're wasting your sales team's time because they might not even have budget to do business with you. So I'm looking at the web choice long form pricing page here. So this is an example of B2B service company. Um, so in this case, we give a clear summary of the overview of the main plans. We say, look, localized SEO or light touch SEO plan is from 1.5K per month. Or most B2B tech and service companies that want aggressive growth through organic search invest from 4.5K a month. And then we've got the option with the CTA to request a tailored quote and speak to sales. Underneath, we're backing up our claims with some social proof. So we've got some video case studies of clients that we've helped with their success stories, talking about that the company practices what they preach with some examples of page one results. Then we've got a breakdown of the work in more detail, on-page SEO, um, off-page SEO, a video summary, and then FAQs around how does SEO work? Can you guarantee results? Is SEO a good fit for my business? How do you outrank competitors? And then some more social proof with a testimonial slider. So pricing pages are not just good to qualify in prospects. From a B2B service perspective, you can back up your claims with social proof. You can answer common questions. You can handle objections. So it can almost be like your best sales reps and making sure you're really sending through 
qualified demos or ops to sales. Then from a more SaaS or tech focused option, rather than doing the, the range approach that I just outlined, you've got kind of clear cut packages. So if I look at the chilipiper.com pricing page, these guys offer a booking calendar tool. So you can book time to speak to an AE or sales rep directly through your site by picking a time on your calendar. So they've got kind of a standard SaaS pricing, like instant pricing, instant booker pricing, $15, handoff pricing, $25, form, form concierge, $30. And then they've got an option called distro. So they've basically got four different tiers. So it's very clean cut pricing per month or annually and options to book a demo. Then underneath, you've got more details on the exact tech specs of each offer. Some social proof. So they say join 45,000 others converting prospects to double their pipeline with some nice logos like Gong, PandaDoc, SalesLoft, Airbnb. Then underneath, they've got bundle options, more details about how it works, more in-depth breakdown of each pricing option. So you can kind of work out what one's the best fit for you. And then towards the bottom of the page, they've got a ton of FAQs on how it works, licenses, how secure it is. Does it work for complex processes? What CRM do you integrate to? Do you offer discounts and more? And then another call to action to request a demo. So that's more of a clean cut SaaS example. So that shows you that pricing can work for both B2B service companies with more of a range and then SaaS with more clean cut three or four tiers should give you some food for thought. A must have, in my opinion, for sending qualified leads to your sales team and likewise showing transparency to your prospects. I'd say it's one of the most impactful pages when it comes to B2B websites. In at three, we've got the book a demo or request a consult page. And you might be thinking, Sam, this is not an unusual page to miss out. But I'm going to share a few tips that a lot of B2B companies skip, which can actually help you drive more inbound ops. So if I look at the zesty.co site on the video version, if I click book a demo, so one thing they've got on their book a demo page is they've removed the top line menu nav. So your focus is fully on this page and you can only get back by clicking back on your keyboard or your mouse. And then on the right hand side, they've got their form where it asks for contact details, how you heard about us, and then the product you're interested in, and then book a time to speak to sales. An alternative to this is you could book in a calendar directly embed a widget like Calendly or Chili Piper or HubSpot Calendar so someone can book a time to directly speak to sales straight away that suits them. On the left-hand side of the book a demo form, they've got something cool that explains exactly what happens in that 30-minute demo call. So what you should expect, what's in it for you, questions you can ask and all that good stuff. So it literally breaks down kind of bullet points of how that demo call is going to be formed and what's in it for the prospect. An alternative you can consider is you could have a demo or an actual video here with one of your team talking about, hey, I look forward to chatting to you on this demo call. I'm going to ask a few questions around your business, any issues you're facing right now, and your key goals. And I'm going to share some examples, share how we work, maybe share my screen, share what's in it for you, give some practical takeaways, and then see if it makes sense for us to do some business. Something short, snappy, and just shares a face-to-face -face interaction of what the call's going to be about and what's in it for them. Underneath, you can use some social proof, so maybe some testimonials, some case studies like Zesty have got some brands they've worked with and some nice case studies from a few clients and also a, a banner of some of their well-known brands that they've helped. Another page that's quite nice for their demo form is on hockeystack.com. 
So again, they've got a uh, headline that says uncover every touch point from first touch to close one. Hockey Stack's basically an attribution tool that shares how prospects find, interact, and then book a demo, shares all the touch points that they took along the way from a B2B standpoint. So they, again, they've got the form on the right-hand side. They've got average returns that you see when you do business with them. They've got some nice social proof like G2 logos, Capterra logos. Underneath, they've got a sliding testimonial banner with some case studies. And then at the bottom of the page, they've got some FAQs, which is quite nice. So it's asking things that are relevant to their offer that they'll often get asked on sales calls, like, do I need to work with a developer to use you? How do you handle privacy? How many members do I get on one package? What's up with your name? So think about still tips from each of these that will work and that are relevant for your solution, whether you're SaaS, or whether you're B2B service-based. What can you do to really show and convince this prospect that it's the right choice by taking the time to fill out your form or booking time to speak to sales? Can you add some nice social proof? Can you walk them through what the call will entail with a video or bullet points? Can you add some relevant customer case studies? Can you add some relevant FAQs to put their mind at ease and handle those questions that you often get asked? So something to think about for your demo or consult request page. Next up, we've got the resources page or section. And yeah, this ain't one page. This could be tens, hundreds, or even thousands of pages. It could be a drop-down menu in your top-line menu now for resources. It could be called education. It could be called learn. It could be called something else. It doesn't really matter what it's called, but it's more the fact that this section is going to house all your educational and entertaining, what we call top-of-funnel content. And how I recommend playing this, so for example, on the Web Choice site, we've got resources drop-down for B2B marketing podcast that links out to my show, Business Growth Show. We've got useful articles, which is a blog section. We've got a couple of website and SEO guides, playbook, and then some awards section. So jumping into the articles, how I built this out and how I recommend other companies build out articles with a top of funnel approach is you basically take the common questions, objections, and similar that you get on sales and customer success calls, and then you create content to directly attack that. Reason being is you know that if you're getting these questions all the time, there's going to be a bunch of other people searching for similar things. And then you can create a long-form podcast or video episode and break that down into a long-form blog article. It's going to rank pretty well on SEO. It's going to capture actual demand from prospects and position you as an authority in your industry or your niche. So that's one play to think about when it comes to building out articles under your resource section. And the other thing to consider is, yeah, you might be thinking, well, these prospects are just looking to get an answer to the question, then they might bounce off. But it's a great way to get people, potential clients into your ecosystem, because they might read an article, then they might download a guide, they might sign up to email list, or they might subscribe to your YouTube or your podcast. So then they're in your ecosystem consuming your content. But you can also retarget these prospects with LinkedIn ads, or other social media ads. So over time, you're nurturing them you're showing that you're a go-to relevant company in their niche. So when they are eventually ready to invest in your solution, you're going to be the memorable brand. You're going to be top of mind and they're probably going to request a demo or request a consult with your company. So that's the value in being a useful educational resource with your website. And lastly, we've got the About or the About Us page. This is often overlooked, especially for B2B service-based companies. I've seen it often in the top 10 
or the top 20 most visited pages when looking at analytics. So a few things to consider. The About Us page isn't the time to brag about how great your company is, how long you've been trading, all that kind of BS that is egotistical that you think's good, but your prospects, right, or clients probably don't care all that much about. I'm looking at the medic.com page at the moment if you're on video. They're sharing their main principles, so their core values, how they like to work. They're sharing a couple of testimonials from their team members about what they care about and the value that they bring to the table with their services and their solutions. They've got images on their key team members, so you can actually see the people behind the brand and who you might be working with. And then they've got some links out to latest news and articles and a bit more about their journey of how they came to play. So their timeline of how the company was set up and the goals for the future. And then right at the bottom, they've got a part about if you're looking interested in working with them and about their hiring opportunities. So a few nice takeaways from the medic site. Other things that you could share on the about page is your founder story. So why the company was set up and your founders problems they're facing and why they brought the solution to market. You could then dive into the key types of ideal clients you tend to serve, the problems that they bring to the table and how you overcome those problems and frustrations with your solution. And you could also link out to useful resources. So perhaps you've got a podcast, perhaps you've got a resources section, perhaps you've got a YouTube channel and a link out to those. And then you could have a call to action for people to request to speak to sales or request a demo. So yeah, focus about what your prospect cares about. Share a little bit about your story or your founder story. Link out to some useful resources is some of the top line things I'd say is the About Us page is often quite a high traffic page, especially in B2B service industries. You've probably noticed a theme as I've gone through these five neglected pages that the best B2B websites, whether you're selling a service, some technology or software as a service, they put your prospects, your dream clients needs first, what they care about seeing, what they care about learning, the problems they want to fix, their motivations, their goals, you're handling their objections, you're handling their questions, you're showing them a clear next step, you're being transparent with things like your pricing, your rates, and you're making it nice and easy for them to, when they're ready, request to have that sales conversations. So bear these five pages in mind and really hope this helps you with progressing and getting better results with your B2B site. And there you have it. I hope you found this episode useful. As always, if you're on YouTube, a quick subscribe goes a really long way. Or if you're on Apple Podcasts, a rating and review is very much appreciated. And for more free podcasts, resources, playbooks, or whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to samdunning.org.